You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hey guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck Yeah. And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. How's it going? You're listening to another episode of Nerdifs, and I'm your host, Ify Wadiway, and sitting right next to me, as always, is... Danny Fernandez. Yes, yes, and today we're talking about Afro-anime. You know what it is, what it's about, and, you know, other things and inspirations, and I'm, I'm actually really excited about this. Uh, you know, what do you know about Afro-anime, Danny? I mean, the first thing that comes to mind would be Boondocks. Yeah, yeah. Um, and our friend LaShawn Thomas worked on that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, he sure did. Yeah, he directed it. And uh, it was really interesting. We had him on an episode of uh, Krillin' It, our old our old anime podcast, which was funny because I didn't know that he wasn't a Dragon Ball Z fan. Do you remember that? If he, so we, I asked him to come on, and uh, right before we record, it was a live show on Hyper RPG, oh, yeah. and he was like, oh, by the way, I, um, I don't really like Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, yeah. I, I was like, what? That. Why did you agree to be on that. our show? <laughs> this is, what? What are you, what did you think we were going to talk about? Anyways, my favorite thing about that, though, was that he brought up how so many we people argue about what's anime, what's not anime. And he was like, no one has this argument in Japan where he works. He works yeah. in Japan. Um, and he was like, nobody has this argument there. We're just creating. Everybody is creators and we're just trying to create. And nobody is arguing about what's considered anime. I think that's a really Western thing that that people put on. So I am also interested in this conversation. Yeah, yeah. well, uh, you know, b- before I introduce them, uh, these are the Uday brothers, uh, Onye and Obi Uday. Uh, you, I I know Onye. We go back back when I started at BuzzFeed. I found out he was Nigerian. That was it. That was it. I was like, bet. I I am like, it's so funny. Every time someone asks me about a Nigerian in a comedy, it's like, yeah, I know them. If I know you're a Nigerian, I'm gonna connect with you. I'm trying to create a mafia here, you know. <laughs> and so so me and Onye, we clicked up, and you know. Uh, I was wearing a DBZ shirt one day, and then he he was like, yo, and then we just got into this whole conversation, and then he told me about his production company, Cola Nut Productions, and Afro Anime, and what he was creating, and I was like, yo, we gotta get you 
on Nerdificent. And so that was pretty much the story. And I kind of, I'll let him take it from here. So, yeah, without further ado, Obi and Onyi Uday, how you doing? What's going on, guys? Hey, hey. How y'all feeling? Good, man. It's been a day, but uh, I mean, the energy in here is dope, you know? I like, I like what I'm feeling right now. So yeah, yeah. It's nice. I mean, I guess you will just jump right into it. For anybody who's never heard of it or don't know what what we're talking about, what is Afro anime? Well, um, it's really based on, like, the first part of the word, the Afro. So, like, when people hear Afro anime, you don't want to think about a fro like a hair. The Afro is more about that inspired by Africa, taken from the African lens. So if you're talking about fighting with the weapons, you're going to look at African weapons. If you're talking about martial arts, you're not going to see uh, jujitsu. You're going to see like lamb or um, um, some Sen- other Senegal wrestling techniques. You're going to see African techniques. And that's the Afro. So it's basically African-inspired in terms of lore, techniques, magic, juju in an anime kind of um, medium. Which is like, you know, when someone's angry, you have that knot on the head, you know, powering <laughs> up some of those things. Oh, stuff, yeah. It's, uh, you know, we, in, in creating the name, it was kind of like, it's very much African and diasporic, but we, we also are going to give, you know, shouts out to the people that kind of, you know, brought us to the genre. Like, you know, right. so it wasn't like we're, we're going to create a name that completely like disregards the contribution of those who did amazing work in anime that got us even thinking about creating stories in this medium. Um, we're going to create a name that, okay, shows, shows some love, but then very much lets you know, this is Afro anime. This is, uh, we're, we're going to tell stories through the African lens. Right. So I used to always say that, you know, when you're painting, you have this, like, you know, your oils and all that. And so anime is kind of like that. You have all these oils, but what you're drawing is the continent. You're drawing certain themes in the continent, Pan-African, specifically Nigerian, specifically from Kenya, specifically these different ethnic groups, spirits. So when you're talking about, you know, Naruto has their nine tails, we have a tortoise. You know, when we, when we you know, shout out to Anansi, you know what it's talking about when we talk about Anansi, you know, we're talking about West African thing. So, you know, that's sort of what Afro-anime is. What were some of the... Cause, um you both grew up watching anime. What were some of the titles, I guess, that really got you interested in, in moving into animation? I mean, I got to first and foremost give a shout out to whoever made the decision um, on Cartoon Network to create Toonami. Right. right. Yes. Yeah. You yes. don't realize how you've affected an entire culture of people. I'm talking about from hip hop to like animation to even comedy, it's so much ingrained into the culture. I just heard this new artist, um, Stallion or something like that, or The Stallion, and she had a bar that was like, hair yellow like Goku. I was like, see, this is what I'm talking about. Like, <laughs> We know where this came from. So yeah. shouts out to Tsunami. Like, I know we used to rush to get our homework done yep. just so we can get in at that primetime hour from DBZ Gundam. to Gundam Wings, yeah. Big Cowboy o, Bebop. Cowboy Bebop. Number 10, Yu Hakusho. Samurai uh-huh. Jack. Samurai Jack. Like, mm-hmm. Roni Kenshin, right. shouts out to Batosa the Masslayer, you yep. feel me? Like, it was in there. <laughs> yeah. That was like our like introduction. And then we're like, we started getting on the internet more. And right. we're like, wait a minute, there's more? <laughs> you know what I mean? Illegally. So, you know, yeah, hey, hey, sometimes hey. you got to get it where you fit it. Hey. Uh, but that was the only way we could get it back way, in the day. Only way. <laughs> it was That's what I'm saying. These kids will never know. Like, you can go to Funimation and Crunchyroll and get the subs and dubs 
immediately when they released when you back in the day when you where you felt dope like when anime was out we all remember that summer you 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 got those those fan subs and you come to school and people who were still watching on Toonami you like oh I'm already ahead of that that already happened (laughs) let me tell you I already got to the Boo Saga yeah Yeah. oh my god like who's Boo oh y'all don't know oh man yeah and then the the thing about it was that um, for me especially was that um it was uh, a kind of a, an opportunity for me to kind of kick it with my bro. So I had another younger brother who was growing up and born in 2000. So we all kind of found a pastime in watching anime together. So like, you know, like I seen, I seen things on TV when something happens to a girl or whatever, and she's eating ice cream or whatever. For me, it was a bowl of cereal, my brothers, and anime. That was it. Like I would have the worst day, but yo, Throw on some anime, get Go. some cereal, and we just sit and watch anime. Yep, yep. And I, I feel good after that. And like, I didn't realize that it was ingraining in me something. Like, the thing about anime and cartoons, American cartoons, that was different was the philosophy. And like, no matter where I traveled, I remember we was in, I was in, I spent time in China. I was studying out there, and there was something going on. And my bro was like, honestly, we just have a Dragon Ball Z mindset where it's like, yo, we go through all this BS. If we don't die. We can power up, get stronger, yep, and yep. just keep going. Like that was same mentality, man. We just yeah. said that to each other. It was like the mo- the most important thing was training. So when it came to language, we went hard in language because it was like training. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's what kind of was my Side anime note, push. Obi tried to build a hyperbolic time chamber. <laughs> oh my gosh! And and you know what the crazy <laughs> part is? What? He figured it out. <laughs> hey 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 hey. That's a side note. That's a side note. I'm not gonna lie. I went to our old coach and I was like, "Look, if you support us, <laughs> I'm gonna come back and uh, I'm gonna help us build something that can work." Because we're both, we're both track stars. No, I'm I, I like for real. Like no, I'm not, I'm not, I wasn't BSing. That's like, I'm so love serious. it. Yeah, that's probably training yeah. with the weighted cuffs and oh like piccolo gosh. and. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I gotta say too, like, I have to come know, back to. I, I totally that. relate to that. Like sitting down watching serial watching anime. If you if you haven't done it yet, it's always good to go back and do it, mm-hmm. or like to just fully weave out. As I'll say, me and my it was me Brody Reed and Benny and Bazuna. We went to go see Your Name. And then from there, drove to Little Tokyo and had ramen. And I was like, man, this I'm living my best 14-year-old <laughs> life right yeah. here. And it felt good. So I'd say, you know, take time out your day to do that. But to get back on the track, let's talk about wh- how did y'all end up coming together to, to do this? Like, were you already involved in art and it just kind of happened that way? Or was it just a kind of light bulb moment? No, man. Um, I was in the Bay Area at the time. Uh, I was working for Apple, and uh, while working for Apple, I just learned so, so much. Like, I tell people I went to Apple University because those, like, four or five years was just, like, incredible. Like, I got to really understand how certain things and in innovation work, right? So one of the things I learned while being there is how to identify um, basically the hole in the market, how to identify that X, how to identify that X factor and then go for it before anyone else does. So, you know, it was... Uh, a ceiling, 2012, no, 2011, 2011, 2012. So, and I was like, I'm not going to go any further here. I'm tired of working for somebody. This is not, working isn't really meaningful to me. So let me take what I know and, you know, look at the, and just look at the industry. So I looked and I happened to look at the entertainment industry and I was like, okay, let me identify these trends. Okay. I see they've literally squeezed every European folklore that they could and retold the story 15 different times. It's dead. Okay. I see Japan, 
and the Asian community, they've t- they've taken their own stories and told it their way and now licensed it out. And now people are hip to that and they're loving it. They're learning it. They're, it's, a, it's a billion dollar industry. Great. I see they're starting to tap into a little bit of the Latina, Latino community. Um, they're starting to do more stories there. Okay. Wait. Hmm. Africa. No one's telling African stories. Nobody. And I'm like, this is it. I know we grew up with our father telling us uh, oral folklores and traditions and like, like th- those are our bedtime stories, right? Uh, a Bay the tortoise, and we learn all, all these African folklores. This is what we learned. This is our culture. This is what we grew up with. And I was like, that's it. That's the next thing. So 2011, called him. He was in China. I'm like, yo. Not- I had just come back from. I was in the. I was taking like a course on Chinese art, like art in China. Okay, you had just come back from yeah. China. Okay, and I was like, "Yo, this is gonna sound crazy, but I want to start a studio and I wanted to create a show." And I'm like, "All right," he's like, "All right, bet." And I was like, "I was thinking small scale, right?" I was like, oh, "We can do like a, you know, flip door the explorer type, whatever, whatever." He was like, "Nah." I was like, "What?" <laughs> he had a very Kanye moment. He was like, "Nah, I don't like that. That's not how we grew up." I'm like, "Okay." He was like. What do we always watch? What do, what do we watch? I was like, we watch anime. He's like, say, say it again. We watch anime. Say it again. We watch anime. All right, then that's what we're doing. I'm like, all right. But if we're going to do anime, it just it's, it's not going to be the same way. It's going to be different. He's like, most definitely. So if we're going to do it, we're going to do it the right way. I'm like, okay, so what do we do next? He said, we read. Like, we read? He's like, we read. So Obi, he's going to tell this part of the story, but basically he said we will not write unle- until we read the godfathers and godmothers of African folklore, mysticism, and, you know, juju science fiction. We got we to gotta know the greats. Who's on our ro- Mount Rushmore? Until we figure that out, until we know the stories, until we read their work, we ain't writing. So Obi goes and does massive research. I mean, luckily for me, I had a job. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so so Obi, Obi would be like, here's the book, and I'd be like, here's the cash. Here's the book. Here's the cash. Here's the book. Here's the cash. And then we, we blinked, and then there was a huge library, over 500 pages written, and we had a solid, solid, solid story. And it's like, okay, let's start putting faces to these characters. But um, just some of the people Obi kind of had us go through, uh, Amos Totola, mm-hmm. Ben O'Cree, Nerio Kodafo, who eventually ended up being our writing consultant for mysticism and juju and she ended up being just a dope friend now you know we fam now right yeah so um even we got love from um a man who wrote the novelization of star wars alan and dean star foster. trek alan dean foster he gave us love for our work he's like yo this is it this this is it i'm tired of all that other stuff this this is it um so from 2011 to i want to say 2013 we're developing ip and then after we developed the show, our first premiere show called Red Origins, we decided to do an animation, right? First Kickstarter felt we didn't know what we were doing. You know, we literally did not know what we were doing. We were learning as we we're going. And, you know, I know we talk about this saying now, you pay for your ignorance. Like physical cash. Everything you don't know, <laughs> you will pay for it. For example. Wait, so, so you did a Kickstarter and it didn't go through? No, I didn't. Nah, okay. Yeah, okay, it failed. Yeah. failed. We went hard, but then it failed. That was a hard L for Oi. Me, I was like, it's a lesson. Oi was like, he closed that chapter? I was like, no, 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 no. We gotta, How could you tell what you did wrong? Well, there was many things that, it actually helped. One thing no, was helped. you, you have to build that following. 
number one. Number two, like only said, whatever you don't know, you pay for. So when artists are like, when you don't know, like character turnarounds, front, back, three-fourths corner. Expressions. Like expressions. All those things, you end up paying for that in the animation phase. So like we were overpaying for like, um, for creating animation. We didn't know, okay, you storyboard it, make it animatic, then you go to work with the, you know, with the. Just so people can understand this from the jump, I and Obi had zero animation background. Yeah. Zero. So, yeah. But, you know, where we come from the culture of, you know, if you don't know it, figure it out. Yeah. Rather you manage. You manage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very Nigerian. Manage. Yes. manage it. Manage it. It's <laughs> okay yeah, now. I was like, I was like, who's that? My uncle talking. Uh, you, only, you, only, you, only, you only have three three wheels in a car. It's, it can it can drive. Just, just, just go, that's go, a go, huge go. mentality. Just start to, and that's like an African mentality. Like just go. Just manage. Yeah. Just I think what go. a lot of people don't know too is that a lot of these, if we're talking about anime, a lot of these studios are in South Korea. Yes. Like even the one Japanese property still made in South Korea. A lot of the animation here is still made it like the real pretty anime that you see is yeah. is made there so the fact that you're trying to make something here right. is well, unheard of right it, it goes back to only what only was trying to only came from the bay with this like um entrepreneur spirit silicon valley baby yeah, so <laughs> we gonna do it I, I'm, a, I'm a researcher my focus is on um Af- on the continent and in politics and chinese african chinese major and so he talked about just pushing all that research and then trying to make it happen and mm-hmm. so with the kickstarter when we figured out, oh, okay, we had to have this art. We had to really look at our art. You know, we had to really look at our characters. And so when we got a stronger, like, we got an art director. Like, the whole concept of having an art director, I didn't, we, didn't we had no that. idea that was an important concept. Mm-hmm. No idea. Like, so, you know, building the following online on Facebook and Instagram, Twitter, whatever, Twitter being a big part, making sure your platforms are set up, then coming out with art incrementally. This is before Patreon, all that stuff. Like slowly, slowly bring out your art. Um, go to more cons and start talking to more people. We only went to like one. You know what I mean? Um, telling your story online. Telling your story you, online. Like, like keep giving behind the scenes stuff. Like when we say we did everything in house, we did everything in house, even from the music standpoint, which is huge, right? Um, and we would even like me just thinking about the concept of music. I was like, a camera better be on, because this is content. We'll flip it out, right? And then it just gets people more invested in the process, more invested in the story, more invested in our success because they've been on the ride with us from the beginning. Right. And then so once you got your art director and you got your characters, you got the turnarounds, you have your expression sheets, you have everything figured out, then you got to sit down with your, your writers and break down the stories. And that's what helped us get to our second Kickstarter. And then, of course, you know... You, Which succeeded. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's, let's get that out the way first. Which <laughs> succeeded... And then getting your family involved. Like, that's the funny thing. That's one thing we made a mistake a little bit. Yeah. The Nigerian community is huge. Oh, yeah. Huge. It's huge. I mean, the black diaspora community is huge. They're, they're looking for that. This is the time before podcasts. I, this era, of when we did this Kickstarter, this is the time before podcasts yeah. and content push. So it was, it was just a different time before the Facebook rules even came out and all that. So really your community was was critical. Well, I, I if if I can just jump in for the time you're talking about is very interesting because I feel like now black nerdiness is very mainstream. But there was a moment not too long ago 
where black people on Twitter figured out that we all liked DBZ. Yeah, For sure. some reason, we all thought we separately liked it, <laughs> sure. and we didn't. But you had the same dudes who was jugging dudes, you know, who yeah. were also in to DBZ. Yeah. Uh, Closet uh, anime fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like, it exploded online and right around the time that now we hear it in music and all that. But there was a time where we all thought it was, like, our little corner, and, there, and it wasn't as, like, in vogue or cool to just flaunt your nerdiness. Yeah. So now we, I think we are in an era now where people are super seeking it out too, especially when you got taste of it like Afro Samurai and Boondocks. I know people. There's something you you touched on that I think is is really important that I want to highlight because it's something we've talked about in past episodes where Hollywood, especially coming from this personal spot in Hollywood is there is a regurgitation of just the same Eurocentric stories. And then I think you were right. You did see that trend. You had Coco. You had Book of Life. And even then, we're slowly getting... But it's slow. It's afraid because, like, because they don't know these stories. So it's either they're waiting for a Latinx creator to come and bring it or steal it. Uh, you know? Yeah, no, 100%. <laughs> we're being, like, all the way funky. Yeah. Uh, but, like, so that was great because uh, you know i did have that flavor because i don't know if you know this kickstarter called uh orion legacy of Corio don orion uh who's uh, the creator of that is it, it was Mikel it was or? a it's a cameroonian uh game studio called uh yeah, yeah, yeah. actually games. we know them yeah we know them. so i when that came i just immediately supported it. i didn't i didn't care like people were like do you uh, do you know if i was like i don't care I want this to be made for reasons of like this, like they were telling a story, an African story, and those are stories you don't hear. And, you know, even within myself, I found more success because, you know, you're writing pilots, you're trying to get stuff and you start with like what you know, like, okay, what's a a friendly ensemble, a husband and wife. And now I myself am dipping into to like, all right, well, let me go deep inside and, you know, without like you know blasting too much but it's just like you know i want to do a story about like a man who like has you know uh connection he's he's a shaman and he connected with mommy wanta and like that's his connection but that's like still very general like y'all are talking deep cut stuff that aren't even touched like i'll say mommy wanted and even some white people are like oh yeah i've heard of that and i'm like oh not no, deep no, enough no, no, no you no, haven't no. yeah <laughs> no you haven't and, and, and just so you don't get surprised if it comes out later on <laughs> Do have a project like <laughs> not, yeah, yeah. not like that, but yeah. we'll talk later. Yeah, yeah, we'll you, talk. You'll, you'll see. No, I, <laughs> deeper than that. But, that one is deeper than that. Well, but that well, one's deep. Yeah, but even deep. just within working with people, because I've been lucky enough this year to work on a lot of fantasy stuff, and like my take is like I was, I'm, I can bring a whole new look because uh, Nigerian mermaids are yeah. different than. Very what, different. Very different. <laughs> and I put people onto that, and their mind was blown. I was like, that's why you need. Africans in this room because we, our 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 myths our folklores it's ridiculous so different wild no th- th- what you're saying is crazy it's like true because it really bothered me when during the hip hop time I, they were talking about there's no black mermaids there was this thing that happened on Twitter or something like oh there's no black mermaids yeah, and I was like blew my it mind. blew my mind I was like yo the most basic like black Google mermaid search. is Mami Water like that's like do, that do was, your Googles like <laughs> yo like do your Googles like, yeah. is what I'm saying like like basic no, that's yeah. basic black mermaid you feel me yeah. not even a, not even a black mermaid black goddess yes. like you know on yes. that 
on that OP level, like she, like she can probably, if you do it right, she can body Vegeta. Yeah, I'm, I'm not even. I'm not yeah, trying yeah, to play no, with y'all. You, you I, me? Look, I know and I believe it. <laughs> you know, so yeah, yeah. Um, and that took. That's when we talked about the research, like all that deep research to uncover what Google and Wiki couldn't provide. Because that's my problem with Google and Wiki. Like bump Google and Wiki early on 2000 that 2011 2013 time. You type in Africa, whatever it flies. You know all that crap. It was so hard to find stories. Yeah. So people were like, oh, it'll Google. I was like, no, it's a popular search engine. They they went that direction. And Wiki, like, they don't really, to me, they don't care about what black people are searching for. We are searching for our stories. And that's what Colonel Productions is about. Yeah. yeah. And that's, and the thing that, that, uh, that is the one kind of minor flaw in a thing like Wikipedia is it's, it's, it's built by users. Yeah. And then yeah. there's no, if there's no information, like, you know, once y'all start, once all these projects y'all working on drop, I promise you, it's going to start to fill the coffers because people are going to be now searching it out, seeking it out. And that's what you hope to do. And uh, that's why, like, you know, it is funny to see, like, kind of the gatekeeping and nerd. Yeah, we're I actually, feel like we always <laughs> fall back on gatekeeping. Real. We're actually working on creating our, like, internal wiki Ooh. as we're going, just so it's like, that's what it's yeah. all about. we put it out, we put it out. You know what yeah. I mean? Like. Nah, we're not gonna let you write the story. Yeah, <laughs> we're not even gonna let you write about yeah. right. us writing the story. Which <laughs> we're we gonna give you the truth, right? Yeah, which like I said, like when you said um, one of the one of the writing requirements is you have to read um, Nettie Corfor's Akata Witch. Like yeah. you can't write. Oh, gee, like people. Ah, Jesus. Oh well, let me say this because Obi's probably gonna skip over this. So <laughs> as we as we're building the studio, right? I kind of was taking over more of the animation side. Obi was taking over more of the writing side. When people would try to come and work for the studio, Obi gave them a writing, a reading requirement. And that's how he was able to deconstruct a lot of these Western ideals from them before they touched any of the work. Huge. And if they refused to do, to do any of the reading, they didn't get to write. Yeah. Because so, right. basically, like when you said, like, we're, no matter what, we're Nigerian Americans. So we have to deconstruct ourselves. Only, can, only knows that pigeon that broke. I don't know that pigeon broke in Nigerian, like... Like that that language, I don't know. There's a lot of stories, even though our fathers told us we we're not there. You feel me? So like, there's a lot of deconstruction. We have what, to do on our own. Yeah. On our own, like really deprogram how we see a, a water spirit or mermaid. How we see what is a, a warrior yeah. instead of a samurai. I had to erase that, you know. And so that was and yeah. even the idea of good and bad. You're right. That oh, was yeah. huge. We had to break that idea because in the, the African lens, that's not really a thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? You might have your protagonist, your antagonist, but even uh, a quote-unquote bad guy is someone who literally just has this different point of view, and they and they try their best to make you understand their point of view, and it challenges your understanding, yeah. you know? And to add on that, essentially, like, because of the American cartoons, good versus evil, you know, and then anime kind of mix it up a little bit. Like, Miyazaki, when you see um, Princess Mononoke, which is my favorite, one of my favorite anime and she, he, the the dude in the middle, the protagonist is like, "Yo, she's hot. I really like her, but she's like, she's gonna body, she's gonna kill me. Like, she, she's all about this forest. But like, I understand what's going on in this development, you know, in mining. I understand there there are people who live here, and so it was a very very nuanced story. And so with the African cosmologies and stories and all that, I was like, there is that we have um this in between characters, these yeah. tricksters. Like, it's not just this or that. And one of our our leading stories coming out, which is Kesey the Electron Girl. There's a there's a part in the show where 
she's about to like fight everybody to like make this world more clean. And her father's like, look, it's more complicated than that. You can't just go around and just bust caps like Batman. Like it's much more nuanced than that. And so that's what we introduce to make it still anime and not cartoon. You get me? Yeah. 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 And, uh, you know, it's, it's something you said stuck out to me because it's originally what, what kind of uh, made me gravitate towards on you so strongly. And uh, we'll get into that right after these messages. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. And welcome back. Hope you enjoyed those mashups. Uh, we are back with the Uday brothers. But yeah, no, something you said to me is how, you know, uh, how Onyi speaks pigeon and all that. And he kind of put, it. that's kind of what I felt, you know, as I get older, get a road in age, you know, something, uh, you know, I see among a lot of my, you know, ethno peers is their relationship with their ethnicity and you know my mom's uh from louisiana my dad's from nigeria and you know my dad gives me what it gives me but like you know the way i grew up i was never surrounded by a lot of n- other nigerians like you know we went to the association meetings i don't yeah. know if you, you, you yeah. remember those yeah. of course bored out of your mind <laughs> NSAs. Yeah. NSAs. Hey, wait, wait, you gotta break it down oh what yeah association is. <laughs> so nigerians like to meet in big organizations men and women they call it associations. Associations of this. So we're very, you could be three years old and you know how to conduct a meeting. Yeah. Because you, you <laughs> have talk. to sit through it. Yeah. Not, like, like, ain't no corporate meetings, nothing compared to what I had to sit through. You know yeah. what I mean? 
Oh, yeah, and then usually your parents, by the by the time you're adults, are salty with the or with the association because it's it's a lot of stuff go down. Yes, uh, indeed. Mines, uh, just for any uh, Nigerians just listening and burning, Ogwashi Uku Association and uh, Anyoma Oshimili. Uh, those were the and two. And then mines was the Ihala Association mm-hmm. and the Ihala. <laughs> yeah. Ihala Association. association uh, and then also the... Uh, Nigerian Igbo community Ooh. in San Bernardino. Yeah, oh, that's yeah, yeah. what's up. See, I need yeah. to find me one of those. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm going to make the LA one. There probably already is one. Let me stop. There's, there's UIU. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, no, my dad was the president. And like by now, like for my birthday, you know how Facebook has the, like you could donate it to the cause. And like I saw like, and you all in there. And I was like, yo, dad, I'm going to do it. He was like, don't do that. <laughs> I was like, yikes, what happened? Funny enough, yeah. our dad started the Nigerian community. Yeah. Really? Yeah, oh, in, the, in the San Bernardino County. Oh, that's what's Ontario specifically. So, quick question: Did y'all grow up out here? Yeah. yeah. Oh shoot! Oh, so, see now. Well, the one California. time I very rarely almost break the cursing rule. Now one time, yeah. I'm I. So you're hitting on two points because I'm a big. I like to have big connections with natives and big connections with Nigerians. So I grew up in Compton and we we're out there. So we we're soil. so close. Yeah, yeah. You know, so. As I grow older, you know, that's why, like, the first thing I said when I met Onya, I was like, Nigerian Independence Day, hit me up, let me go. He's like, I got you. And I he's been keeping you. me in the loop. You know, I I've been, got you. It's been, Don't worry about I was it. in this room and it was keeping me busy, but now I'm back. So you're going to see me. Yeah. You. Oh, yeah. I saw that. Yeah. So, but let's, we've been talking about Afro anime and there are certain things that stick out to people as Afro anime. And, uh, you know, there's there's something we talked about during the break that I want to hear you display for all the listeners, but also why I think that's a good thing. Because you almost said it like it was a negative, but I think it's a good thing. So uh, we, we're going to talk about Afro Samurai and the Boondocks, <laughs> uh, which are like the two, I think, closest things people will think of if they're like Afro mm-hmm. anime. Or if they yeah. Google. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no. That, no uh, joke. That's the, the thing ah, that comes. Yes. Yeah, Google, yeah, yeah, that's um, the problem. They, that's the problem if you Google. If you Google it. But, but real quick, I will start by saying the good. <laughs> uh, and I'll rip into I'll, it. I'll, yeah, I'll start by saying the good. Um, Shouts out to Aaron Magruder. I don't think he realizes what it meant to young black kids who had a newspaper in their hand and would go to the comic <sighs> section and see yeah. representation. Can we just take? I'm gonna just take two seconds to really land on that because you are so right. I would because I would run to the Sunday Funnies. Yes, and mm-hmm. you know, first we had that one for better or worse. I think it was yeah. called that, the other black family. <laughs> and shout out to him too. I'm yes, not gonna indeed. talk, shout but when I saw Boondocks, that changed my life because About not right. only was it this, this black family, but it also had an anime style to it. Yes, so indeed. I was like, I'm in because you know, really truly like. To because before that, like anime to me was just you know your DBCs, your Yu Yu Hakusho, Tenchi Muyo. So to see like an Afro done in an anime style, it just opened my eyes to a new world. So yes, you're I totally know that, like that is the good yeah. of being like so, oh you changed my world. That's the best thing I'm gonna say. <laughs> can I, now can I start? Obi, take the gloves off. So here it is. So first of all, let's start with Boondocks. Yeah. Now, I mean, and I, and I do this with African futurism. Now, if you represent just the continent, you actually represent the largest amount of black people in the world, period. So that representation is actually small. By Bundos actually does not represent the diaspora. Like, if you would actually start from a continental perspective, just by numbers game. Yeah. That's number one. Number two is, like, Boondocks had this thing where, like, 
like what was that? What's that one um, dude with the um, with the eye? Ruckus, 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 Roku. Like, 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 why would I create a character, give life to a, an imaginary character that hates on his own people? I can't do it. Like, no, this is very important. Like, yeah. you got to understand the power of media. Yeah, you got to understand the power of media. This already is in our our community. It's already there. Yeah. Now we have a name for them. And well, like my my take on that is that because you you it would do a disservice for what Boondocks was doing because yeah you we created Uncle Ruckus but we still have Sheriff Clark out there we still got the booty like, what about the what about uh, the uh, 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 Ben Carson well I was gonna, <laughs> I was, I was gonna say <laughs> Ben Carson no this this just hurts to say because he's my man but like right now in this oh current I know point, we're gonna time, say yeah, yeah you know we have yeah. those. So, like, I think that put, like, a word to... Because I, there is this idea of, like... <laughs> you know, I know. There's this idea that, like, you know... I feel like it is something to, like... He was speaking to, like, this type of person that we always see. And I think it's because, like, Boondocks is, like, specific. But I think that still drives home your point that it's only covering this small aspect of it. I'm the biggest, biggest, biggest... I don't know proponent. what I want to say. I say I don't want to say. I guess proponent, but I guess like I say this a lot. Where you, you, there's truth to that that media you're controlling, and there was a point where like you know you did have certain folks. You know, um, I don't think I need to say which folks who would take that character and really right. like him for the wrong reasons. Uh, right. Power. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, the, it's that Dave Chappelle off camera laugh. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So mm. so like I. That is extremely valid. And but, that was the main thing. Like yeah. I said, like you had characters that can easily become these like caricatures. It, it, it got really hyper. And like, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, you had your Huey, but he was dipped in Japanese philosophy. Ain't no African yeah. Like, it was like, I couldn't, like those things, like, like we're again having this one individual of African descent fully involved in Japan, fully in Japan, like as if we, Ibo's Yoruba's, uh, Hausa. Hausa, Masai, you can keep going who don't have traditions that are really powerful that can help you navigate the streets of whatever and then so a lot of those things like they kind of showed this kind of this depiction that to me was very much very close to what's that dude Medea type individual oh, like, no, I, I, I put, yeah yeah i put that in this and i put it in the same class because that's what the thing is like like the fro like like that's it and the, and the cornrows like there's some there's like literally with african futurism and all these like what we're trying to do and independent creators are trying to do is like even hair Hair is the most political thing. Yeah. That literally, we have so many different styles. Now, whenever we try to have a character draw uh, draw one of our characters, they draw Huey. Remember that? Yeah, there was a, uh, just to kind of take you back, when I earlier when I talked about how everyone had to go through Obi's regiment of reading African literature, we had to deconstruct um, a lot of our artists. A lot of our artists who we worked with, you know, they were taught Western styles, maybe Japanese styles. So when we brought them to an African story, they would bring that with them. And we had to literally break that because it, there would be a situation where there's a full description of how this character is supposed to look. And the artist would come back with this random uh, stock African mask, not even African mask, like a tiki mask on the arm and then some Huey type hair. And we're like, and no shirt. I'm like, wait, that's, where did you get this from? And they're I, like, oh, this is like an African character. I'm like, did you read the description? <laughs> no. And then and with the, well, one of our other characters, we had to actually stop one of our artists because we realized every scene, the character was getting lighter and lighter and lighter. 
to the point where I was like, whoa, bro, what is what is going on? And he was like, oh, um, I, I don't, I don't, he, he couldn't even answer me. He, he didn't even realize what was just in, like, what was internal. Well, yeah, that's totally systematic, and you see it all and the boondocks time. And is yeah. part of that system. That's yeah. what I'm trying, and even depiction of black women. Yeah. Let's talk about that in boondocks. Like, like um, boondocks is not, is not it. Yeah. In terms of, like, look, I'm being real. Like, like is, is there any depictions of black women that y'all, that y'all could, like, vibe with in boondocks? I'd have to go exactly. look at the video. Exactly. Exactly. Y'all ain't gonna exactly. get me. Y'all ain't gonna get me before I look at this video. <laughs> I do want to say we've. We, I mean, Ify and I have had these conversations that, unfortunately, also a lot of times when you are the first, you bear the mm-hmm. weight of your entire community, yeah. and that happens a lot in my community as well. And I think, like, I I totally understand yeah. this. Well, here's the oh, thing: no. is is that, and here's one where I'm gonna come in for Aaron just for a bit. We are blessed that we, 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 and we have to admit that the three Nigerians sitting at the table, knowing like our culture, where we from all those things, we have to remember that a lot of African-Americans aren't blessed with that information. And so they have to go off of what they grew up doing. And I think that's why it's Afros and, uh, and I think it's cornrows. And I think like the, 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 the caricatureness of it, that whole show is talking very specific. And I think you're right in due time, especially now, if you look at that compared to what we see in black Panther, the, the diversity in not only clothing, like I, almost wept when I saw for the first time on the big screen, the clothes we see growing up displayed. That being said, Riley is a specific black person. Huey is a very specific black person. Even uh, who uh, Cedric Yarbrough's uh, character, uh, the like whitewashed black dude. Yeah. Very, it is a Tom? show of, uh, you mean yeah, Tom? Tom? <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, and God. right there in the name, it is a show of caricatures. And I think that was, and I think the, I think it wasn't for us in the sense of like, like we I often so, said, right. Boondocks so you shouldn't champion a, a black creator gets a show and it's not for black people. That's or what I'm be- saying. You see what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. And it goes to Afro Samurai. We can jump. We can literally yeah. jump from anime to anime. If you look at Afro Samurai, this is an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Afro, Afro, even though you don't, I don't like the name. Afro Samurai is, is a blank slate that you could have put the most. It's a dope character. It's a cool character. Not even really a blank slate if you know anything about history. What do you mean? Oh, so just the black samurai. Who was Nobunaga's yeah. right, personal right. guard? Asuke or Yasuke, whatever. Right, right, right. Which th- everyone was. Some of these creators, I think, have had to buck up against people te- people telling them that they can't make what they want to make, and sometimes they have to give in. I'm I'm not saying anything about. I don't know Aaron's story. I don't know that. I'm just saying I know that a lot of creators of color. I'm not trying to make an excuse for it. I'm just saying this is what they have heard. The generations before us, I know because we have had them on the show and we've talked to them about it, have had to go at the whims, I guess, of studios. And let me go back to what you said. What was our lessons from our first Kickstarter? When you're a creative, the most important thing is to be fearless. Period. I don't... After the first the first Kickstarter, the second Kickstarter, it was like... You want to talk about powering up? You want to talk about living under Dragon Ball Z? He's over 9,000. Over 9,000. It takes an incredible amount of fearlessness and self-confidence. The positive things that our parents, our communities, our associations put into us times 9,000 to come out with a work 
that depicts something as true as you possibly can make it, even when you know it's not popular. Like, how can you watch DBZ and then try to water down your stuff? Yeah. It's not going to work. And that goes with Afro Samurai. And that's why we came out with our work. We knew it wasn't popular then. We still, we still powered up and did it. Then Black Panther hit. And now everyone's like, yeah, Wakanda forever. What are you talking about? We was on that already. 2013, there was a lot of African futurists, African futurisms, like um, um, authors doing it. Now everyone's jumping on it. Like, that's what I want to like make very, very clear. Part of what African futurism and colonial production is, is that fearlessness, that desire to fight for a story. And 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 that's that's what and so I want to I want to yeah like, no yeah this. and that and that's tr- true and that, I think that's like definitely what we need now. But I think that that is where it's standing, where it's like you just didn't. We got to remember we're talking about gatekeeping. Who holds the key? Yeah. Luckily, we live in an era now where there, we don't have to go through the same door. No. Nope. You can you can kickstart it. I know. That when I when I make the thing we're gonna talk about when I talk. make my joint, <laughs> people gonna be like, "What? Huh? What's this?" I, because and this is because studios, their job is to make sure they keep their job and prepare for the worst and what the people with the money are gonna say. Uh, this definitely is gonna make it, but I'm gonna just say it anyway. The show I took out was about a gym, but had nothing to do with with anybody being buff. It had nothing, not a single thing to do. I I said it in the pitch. I wrote it in the doc. I said that no one has to be dubbed. The, the, the message that this is sending is that anybody could be in the gym. It's just a workplace comedy that happens to take place in the gym. You want to know how many people passed on it because they were like, how are we going to find buff funny people? It's like I told y'all a million times. But but like Clueless. that's just the that's <laughs> that is Clueless so people. that's but like that being said, it um. Like it just like, like, for me, I think it th- there like, there's some things Boondocks got right. I think there's some things that got wrong. I really do agree. People really took the the ruckus thing and ran with it. There was, I mean, but Tom. I mean, we see this every day on Twitter where some people he was like, "You going real wild on that joke? You just so like y'all yeah. get real, <laughs> y'all could like y'all could tone that all the way back." Uh, and then I it mean, went over to Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. What do you mean? So. uh Watching Black Panther, um, first of all, the the world creating was kind of was dope. Oh, yeah. It was dope. The the way I don't I don't even think people I mean, can truly appreciate Black Panther unless you've done research on African architecture, one hundred percent, and and African clothing, and you you can't truly appreciate Black Panther unless you've done some of this basic of research. Yeah, like, let's. I mean, let's just take this quick sidebar. What did y'all think as soon as you heard my man uh, Mbaku? Yeah. Well, what did you think? <laughs> well, I was like, well, was I know I was the only one who was like, hmm, uncle. That sounds <laughs> sound very uh, familiar. That dialect seems very hmm, no, no, no. Familiar. He, he said it. He said it. Yeah, yeah. He, he said he 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 didn't he hide it. The Ebo. So Mbaku, yeah. his accent, his um whole demeanor a- demeanor was very much Nigerian, specifically Ebo culture. Yeah, Ebo. So there's multiple ethnicities in Nigeria. So they have a caricature. Our guests are Riley of of sorts, of an uncle type who's very stubborn, very yeah. masculine. Very stuck in his way. He, but, when he when he speaks, he speaks. Yeah. He commands attention. Yeah, yeah. We we saw it. But my thing with Black Panther is, and I know we talked about this. Um, don't want to really destroy people's love for this, but I, I, we want you to try to think deeply. Okay. 
just really think deeply. Everything starts at the root. Yep. When we create stories, it has to come from something real that's happened on the continent or folklore or mysticism or whatever the case may be. Period. That's African futurism. That's colonial production. That's how we wrote. Yeah. Black Panther was not written by someone of African descent. Start there. Yeah. Like the comics. The comics. Start there. Mm-hmm. So when you start there, you can just start to understand how if you keep moving and don't address what's happened in the past, something's going to go horribly wrong. You have a wealthy society, right? Of black people. Of black people, right? In Africa, who's removed from the continent, who has all these resources, right? All this technology, all this stuff. And they do nothing for the continent, number one. They, have, they literally have the power to create hegemony, unity within, uh, within the continent, do nothing, okay? At the end, after everything happens, they're going to open up our borders and start helping out people. Where do they go? Because technically, Wakanda is supposed to be in East Africa. Yes. So the logical thing is, if you're going to start helping people out, you probably start to the person right next to you. Nope, you skip all Africa and Ethiopia, land in Ethiopia, Ethiopia Nigeria, Braga, Tanzania. Rwanda's right Rwanda, there. Rwanda, <laughs> Djibouti. Skip all that. And we end up in Oakland. Wait a minute, homie. Charity begins at home. If you're going to build this out like you said you're going to build it out, you know what I'm saying? You might want to start from the continent. And even the, even with Killmonger's character, right? If you're really thinking from a strategic standpoint and you're trying to take over and do some clandestine stuff and you need an army might make sense to start with the people that you can actually touch that are on the continent that you're already currently on because if you can rally them again around that message you have a real army right instead of kind of sprinkling out to diaspora where you know it, it, I can I can go deep. Yeah. I can go yeah, yeah. deep for days. But you know what I mean? You, I think with especially like a property like Black Panther and what we're finding for all the Marvel properties, or these are these are properties that were written back in the seventies, like right? Said by you know some Jewish white dudes in New York who you know. At, so that's why I think even in that movie, I mean, at this point we're going to get into it. You should have saw it by now. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) They tried to tackle one of the biggest, I think, plot holes in Black Panther, which is why the heck, if you have this African continent with all this power money, you didn't stop slavery. And I think they're trying to do that. And it just kind of just, it's just, it's so. (laughs) Please, please. Thank you so much for bringing that up. (laughs) Let me, because you know what's crazy? No, it's not crazy. After this movie. I know black people who genuinely had that sense of like, why didn't you guys come for us? I said, oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, really? Why didn't we come for you? It's true. Oh, but do you want to say it? Or you, I mean, I? you may have a different perspective. Go ahead. I mean, we were kind of dealing with our own colonization. <laughs> I mean, I'm not even look, 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 I was kind of occupied with Britain, Portugal, yeah. Belgium, France, France, Italy, the UK, UK. I mean, what do you, what do you? Like you want to really get wait, into this? Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I do, I do like the way they went about that because the reason I said that is because just like everything starts at the roots, the responsibilities can start at the roots. A lot of the things I experienced as a black man traveling around the world, I began to understand that if 
those leaders in the continent, from Ghana to South Africa to Mozambique to Burkina Faso, if they spoke up to some of the atrocities that happened to our people in the diaspora, it would have a huge impact. This is really important. So that's, so I kind of side with that idea that if you're the parent diaspora or whatever, act like it. And so that's my thing with leaders. I study politics. Like yeah. you could have said something when, when um, Trayvon got hit, you know what I mean? When that happened, when all these individuals was dying, I was in China when it was happening. And I was like, it's the most embarrassing thing. So, I mean, we're getting really, really deep. Yeah, we're getting deep. I was like, we're getting deep. I mean, there's, I mean, there's so, we can get, we would, we, there, from this, we're able to get so deep that we will, everyone will not know what to do. But we will talk about it after the cast because I got some takes because there are some, some Nigerian takes on American politics that leave me. (laughs) But can I say this one thing about Afro, I mean, Afro Samurai? The main thing about Afro Samurai that we could at least guide in was at least an African sword. Yes. And some African, like, Afro Samurai, the thing is, Afro Samurai is a really cool character, but you, his name's Afro, he has a father, don't mm-hmm. know his name, don't know where the mom is, again, black woman disappearing, and no, he's he's like the best. Like, where does that come from? Yeah. Why do we have a ultra dope swordsman? Can we say where the techniques are coming from, the swords? And then he had a person who's like, kind of had this joint in his mouth the whole time, yeah. which is just like, like my thing was like Samuel Jackson for real, <laughs> no, no, no. Like, I put Samuel Jackson and Aaron Magruder in this box. So you said before, the Jewish people were depicting sort of um, our stories or whatever, and it's not right. Then we have Aaron Magruder and Samuel Jackson, and it's like, yo, you, you, your caricature, you, you, a certain caricature. So then when are we going to get it right? So right. that's what I'm talking about with Kona Productions, Red Origins, what we coming out with. Kisi the, the Electron Girl, Girl. Neptune's, these will, Blues. Neptune's Blues. These will all be in the footnotes for y'all to click the link. And here's the thing I was gonna th- I was I was gonna throw to you because I because everything you're saying is valid. Everything is great. And even if people don't agree with you who are listening, it's good to have these discussions because it'll get your mind thinking about it. And it'll get you thinking a different way. That's what I why I like these discussions. I think right now we're in this era where we feel like there's only a right or wrong answer, where you can't have hard discussions. Mm-hmm. This is how you think. This is how you see another perspective. But all I can think about more than anything is that the reason these stories haven't been told is because no one knew them. And right now I'm sitting across from two people who talk, who, who are, you know, who know this story. And I'm excited to see what's going to happen when these stories come. Because if you look at just what happened, because I was, it was so funny because I had that same smirk y'all had when we talked about Black Panther. Because people were talking about like, this black girl is so cool. I was like, man, you don't even know the type of stories that was coming. But it's because all this time, and this, this is the type of stuff people get salty and leave one, one-star reviews about. But if you haven't figured out by now, <laughs> oh, no. we don't care. Um, <laughs> For also, so long- wait, can I just say, Ify, that I'm able to sit here and listen, like, I'm able to sit here and listen and learn, and you have been able to sit and listen and learn, as we have had different conversations with different people that don't look like us, I don't understand why people that listen aren't able to do that. I can because sit- they ain't never had to do it, Because they Danny. don't want to. But, like, why wouldn't, like you're saying, why wouldn't you, I just wanted to say that, because yeah. yes, we do get one-star reviews from people, like, you know, they, one, I think one was, like, they hate white people, I'm like, we've had so many white people on yeah, this, yeah, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> but 
also like I can sit here and learn about something from a culture that isn't mine. And that is that is helpful to me. Like I like that. That's the whole point of this podcast is not just nerd stuff, but how each of us as nerds have been affected differently based on our culture, our representation that we've gotten to have in the nerd community. And I mean, just based on people who have who have been talking to us in the discord and tweeting at us. All those books y'all mentioned, I'm gonna need y'all to say them slow right, and right. quick because people are gonna want to read you. them. No, we'll give you a list. Um, we'll, put, we'll yeah. put them in the yeah, footnotes. we'll put them in the footnotes. But but the thing is, is 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 we have a unique opportunity, all three of us, because all three of us are storytellers, creators sitting in this room right Danny's now. Danny's done a storyteller. Uh, yeah, Danny's a storyteller, but I'm talking about African stories. She, Danny's gonna be telling <laughs> these bomb ass Latinx stories. Oh, I'm, I'm so excited. <laughs> but like, it truly is like. The closest thing I, I have this isn't this isn't African this is an African American thing, <laughs> but I was in I was I was in a situation where I was in a room full of white people and I mentioned tales from the hood I was like oh man that was so crazy that end when he transforms into the demon nobody saw it and when you think of nobody seeing tales from the hood and then if you think back even further these are the people who were telling stories and you think that every black person. Has to ingest the story. Now, run me back how you all said y'all heard these African stories. Were they not traditionally from the mouth of our parents? Oh, tradition, yeah, man. Yeah. It's up to us to present them to inspire the next generation so that we can get these new Afrocentric versions. And and the onus is on us to also respect. That's why the one thing that got me so hyped is how you said the first thing y'all had to do was to read and research. Because if y'all want to do it, y'all want to get it right. Yep, There's please. so many 100%. people who's just so quick to just tell a story, <laughs> they don't want to get it right. <laughs> no, but look at anime. These Japanese creators, they sit there and do Makashi Kishimoto, Mei Naruto. Like some of these, I studied the greats. J. Cole said, I studied the greats. That's what we did. I yep. went back to the 80s anime, studied the greats. What's the best anime? One Piece, Naruto. you two most highest grossing. I went back, studied it, looked at, um, um, by Joseph the Manslayer, uh, Maroni Kenshin, Maroni Kenshin the, yeah. one of the most best historical animes. They told you so much about the Meiji era. Like they went into their history. How come I know more about J- Japanese history than some of the stuff I like my own like, like you know tr- uh, history? You know yep. what I mean? Like that's the power that's, of media. That's the power of media. And that's the power of like anime. They really respect it. I know about yaku- yakuzas. Like how yeah. do I know? How do how I to, know about yakuza? Thank yeah, you. How, how do I know about the Edo period? Yeah. Yeah. Well. You know? We're gonna we're gonna get some final thoughts uh, and wrap this thing up. This has been great. It's good. It's, it's such a. F- <laughs> this is I'm having the most fun I've had in a while. I mean I've had fun on every episode. We just did Captain Marvel. I love my job. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, but when we get back, we're just gonna wrap up. I'm a. I, I'm a give. One thing I like to do when I have creators on is to hit us with that elevator pitch to get everyone on that. Uh, and uh, and then we'll just say where people can find you and then close it out. So thanks for listening. I hope uh, everyone's having as much of a good time as we are. We'll see you in a sec. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. 
When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a, a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. All right, and welcome back to Nerdificent. This is the afro anime episode i mean one thing before we go in the closing thoughts that i think like if if people you know because you know how people be if people came and was like afro anime the names you just dropped before that break you you can't help but be sold that y'all know what y'all talking about (laughs) uh but you know i guess like what are you what are some closing thoughts that you want people leaving this episode you know thinking about and knowing uh yeah, no doubt. Um, so one, I just know there's a lot of people that want to tell stories. Please, you owe it to yourself and you owe it to the people that are going to be consuming your media to do your research. Like media is powerful. It's so powerful. And you have to understand and respect that power and that responsibility to tell the right story. Right. You don't have to draw from the Western lens when there's an African lens. Go to a library like it's there for you. It might not be on Google, it might not be on Wikipedia, but it's there. And if you if you do yourself the honor of researching it, you'll find out how fascinating our culture is. Because we have some of the most craziest folklore, secret societies, mysticisms that you will ever, ever experience. And it's your birthright. It's your culture. So dig in. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, that that was that was uh, deep, <laughs> and I like it. Uh, okay, then let's go, let's go to the fun part. Give everyone who's listening now an elevator pitch of why they need to check out Cola Nut Productions. And you know, you drop you dropped some uh, some uh, some of the uh, projects you're working on. So hit us with some of those too. No doubt. Uh, so Cola Nut Productions, we are a studio that tells stories through the African lens. We dabble in mysticism, African futurism. Um, juju, which is African magic, we really go deep and explore the content in a way that you've never seen before, and it's all rooted in just amazing storytelling. Our first project, Red Origins, amazing story about this young boy and his two friends that mystically get transported to Neo-Africa, and they have to save the continent because there's a power struggle between the ancestral gods and the New Age tech. So that's one of our projects, which is amazing and dope. We have Kisi the Electron Girl, 
this little girl who has an affinity for technology. And one day she goes to an e-waste site and she finds something that changes her life completely. She's able to fuse with technology in a crazy way. And she develops this amazing relationship with this robot. And we take it from there. We explore how Africans rock with technology, right? So that's also dope. Man, we have so many projects, but we also got to give a shout out to Nerio Kodafo. She has a lot of projects that are out there now. Uh, Akata Witch, an amazing series. Binti series, amazing series. One of her books, Who Fears Death, just got uh, picked up by HBO, and it's going to be executive produced by George R.R. R. Martin. There's some other projects going on that we can't even talk about, but, you know, it's, it's mixing, it's working. We're on Webtoons. You can find uh, Red Origins on Webtoons. We post the uh, comics there. Kisi the Electron Girl is about to drop. Uh, it's on Webtoons. You can follow us on ColonelProductions.com. Uh, Actually, no, you can follow us on YouTube. Go to mm-hmm. Colonel Productions. You'll see a lot of our animations, stuff Kona, like that. K-O-L-A-N-U-T Productions. Yes, indeed. And Kona Productions, we, we do a lot of our own original music, so we do Afro hip-hop. So what does that sound like? All of our scores are original. We get traditional, real African instruments. We take you on a journey. It's, it's wild stuff, man, I'm telling you right now. Um, yeah, Facebook, follow us. Instagram, follow us. Tell them about Neptune Blues. Neptune's Blues. So Neptune's Blues is also uh, one of my favorite projects about to come out this year. Um, and it's a musical space odyssey. We're taking black people into space, and we're exploring how that is. And these are musicians that go into space and we explore what it means to have a relationship with money. And also we explore what it means to feel and have feelings and how us as a culture and black people in the diaspora, how we deal with pain. And we do this through uh, these musicians and these amazing characters. And I literally, t- we, we take you on a journey through music from the continent through the diaspora. Even the spaceships are different. And the spaceships are different as well, man. Even the space uh, outfits are different. It's it's wild. It's dope. Aliens, aliens, all of that, man. We we dive in. We are in the future. It's Afrofuturism. Um, it's African futurism. Kona Productions. We just tell amazing stories and we do dope. So stuff. basically, yeah, like as he described, like you know, musicians. Everyone can vibe with that. And then African musicians, like let's bring them up, you know. And I I think I saw on the wall something called they had the Cotton Club. And I was like, that's Harlem. That's 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 that's, that's African American. So like, we do all, all these cool stuff, but from the root, it's African. So you're not gonna just see people with spears and it's you know, we're gonna take it to the anime level, that like extreme dope level. Yeah. You know, you're you're, sp- you're cowboy bebop. You know, what I mean, we're gonna we you, you see these dope anime, we take it to the next level. We're gonna but, educate you. It's gonna be it's the really when you dive into Afro anime, it's almost like I know a lot of people ain't feeling him right now, but hear me out. Just hold on for a second. It's almost like listening to a, a, a track from Ye, Kanye, right? One of the reasons why I really loved Kanye was it was like listening to his music was a history, uh, a history, uh, you know, test or museum, right? I got to dive into his samples and learn more about Nina Simone, you know, Curtis Mayfield, uh, you know, uh, Kid Charlemagne. Like, I got to really learn, you know, Alan Parsons Project. I got to really learn more about music, and that's how we approach this Afro anime. Right. We 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 give you the front and the front's beautiful, it's dope. But then if you start diving yeah, in, you, you get to samples, really yeah. get into the culture. You know what I mean? So that's what it is. Ooh, that's great. Okay. Well, now that that's out of the way and everyone's already trying to download everything y'all <laughs> made, where can people find you online? Online. So like I said, you can find us on YouTube, Kona Productions. You'll find a lot of our animated shorts we throw on there. Um, a lot of our projects. YouTube, uh, Facebook, you can find us. Instagram, you can find us. 
Colonut underscore studios. Um, yeah, we'll could, put all of this in the show yeah, notes yeah. so people yeah. can Webtoons. access We're on it. Webtoons. Yeah, so Webtoons is a Patreon. Webcom. We're on Patreon. Yes, if you First want to support. First of all, we need that support. We need that support. <laughs> Let's talk about <laughs> if it. If I'm being fearless on my Vegeta, the pride of a saint, you know, the pride of a saint, you know, it's tough. Very so we prideful. need that Patreon. We need that Patreon. <laughs> hey, yo, be our Boma, please. It ain't, it ain't cheap creating, Love you know. It. We need that Patreon. Show us your support. You know, we talk back. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm not afraid to talk to anybody. I know we will talk to you. We'll engage with you. And we take feedback, man. Fearless feedback culture. That's how we rock because we're African. And our fathers just, you know, would say crazy things to us when you had to eat it sometimes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, a little feedback never hurt nobody. <laughs> and you know me. I'm always Ifymadiwe, I-F-Y-N-W-A-D-I-W-E on Twitter and Instagram. If D's on Twitch if you want to. See me play video games and have discussion about movies or episodes or why I'm dying so much in Apex Legends. <laughs> and don't forget the Discord, discord.gg slash salt squad. And uh, that's where we talk about all types of stuff. And it'll keep you up to date when I'm streaming. I'm at Ms. Danny Fernandez. I am at WonderCon. I will be there on Friday, 4 p.m. It's room 213 CD. I'm on LGBT and minority hosts, how to break through. And then Saturday, Most Dangerous Women. Uh, it's at 11 a.m., same room, 213 CD. Both have stacked panelists. I'm so excited. And many people that have appeared on here. We have Arise, uh Wanzer is coming on. We have Chris Lamb, who's coming up in a future episode. Marquia McCarty. Yeah. A lot, yeah. of, uh, a lot of dope guests that are going to be on the, those panels. Dope, dope. So definitely show up, hang out, and uh, wear your nerdiness and shirts to WonderCon so we know where you at. And uh, as always, stay nerdy. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.